good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Another show, RC After Hours in the morning here back. Two in a row, people. Two in a row. I got Mike in here after out hunting all night back in the studio. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. And it is snowing again, yes, so it seems like a repeat. What better than to sit in the million dollar studio and do another podcast <laughs> with some awesome guests? And yes. we're gonna have a fun time today. If you're not doing anything and you're hibernating like us, come join us on Facebook Live. Uh, we are up and running. So fantastic show for us. So let's jump right into it. Obviously, joining us in studio here is Mike Coolens. Morning, everyone. Glad to be here. Uh, up in the great white north, this is going to be interesting, folks. We got four cameras going here at the same time. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it holds up. But in the great white north, always the crazy Canadian Andre the Tree Russo. Good morning, everybody. And our special guest today, which is going to be a great time. I can't wait to get in and talk to these guys. <laughs> we have the Free Fall RC Podcast Group, Steve Young, Kevin Flynn, and Andy Ross joining us today. Gentlemen, how are you? Good. Great. <laughs> hey, now. Awesome. I can't wait to get in. Uh, we've had lots of um, people requesting Heli Talk. And I've kind of been out of the heli game for quite a while. They're we're definitely the experts yeah. in this, and, I would and say. And we'll, we'll definitely get into more of that. But um, So I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yes, Andre's holding his. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, Steve. Real, real quick, before we get too far, I wanted to th- throw this picture up on the screen because just to show proof, I used to fly helis a lot. And uh, if you see it, I used to be into the little micro Wakira helis. I had tons of them. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they were fun, and it seemed like every two months they'd fix something or upgrade or whatever, and I'd buy another one. I'd sell sell the old one, and I'd fly <laughs> that and crash it. And but so I went through a lot of them, but they were they were a lot of fun to crank around in the house in the winter time. Um, awesome. And if anybody knows, uh, we I've told stories hundreds of times. You know, I got into RC and got into the airplanes, and I went to a hobby show they used to have the international hobby show up in chicago and we used to go up there and spend a day or sometimes two days up there and they would do heli demonstrations and that's the first time i got to see it in person you know back when the the 400 size helicopters were super popular and i was blown away like the stuff they were doing even back then i was like i gotta do this bought a simulator of course worked on the simulator a little bit bought the cp pro back in the day the blade cp pro which was really kind of a hunk of junk and just went to town and realized very quick that it was very challenging, a lot of work, and a lot of nights spent putting the damn thing back together after I crashed it. And it just got kind of frustrating for me, and then I got into the micro stuff. Anyway, long story. But what I want to know, I think, first off the bat, what has changed probably in the last three, four years with the heli game? I mean, obviously, a lot of stuff with the technology and the fly barless uh, stuff. It, it, has it made it a little bit easier, Steve, for, for you know uh, newer people to get into the helis and fly them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's become infinitely easier just because you have things like rescue and safe. Um, and the gyros are very smart nowadays, and they can pretty much self-level the helicopter if you really choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, we do see that as a little bit of a handicap. Like, we probably wouldn't recommend it. I mean, as a beginner, sure. Mm-hmm. But once you get out of that, like, quickly go into, like, what quad folks would call acro mode. Yeah. Um, and then that way you really learn how, like, 
how the flight characteristics is because it's it's basically like a plane with coordinated turns. It's your throttle's mm. a little bit different. Oh, and I'm because... an expert at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so um, I used to tell everybody my, my theory on a helicopter was: you take a stick and you take the helicopter and you stick it uh, the CG on a stick. Now, okay, keep it on that stick. Yeah. For me, that's kind of it how seems it very was. complex. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I struggle trying flying helis myself. It's, right. There's just so much it's, going on. It's much easier than it used to be with the fly bar. Mm-hmm. Now that we have fly barless, if you can fly a a quad in mm-hmm. acro mode, mm-hmm. then you can most definitely fly a helicopter. Oh, that's I mean, good. it's it's not that much different. Mm-hmm. And I, and I will say if. I had safe back when I was learning. I probably would have stuck With a it. little more to it. You know, I, I it's it's crazy. And, and the simulators, just like anything, whether it was helis or planes, you get on the simulator and you're trying stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, I got it." You get out, you fire <laughs> up that helicopter, you're like, "No, I don't want to try inverted." Yeah, know, you know? know, and it's not. Yeah. And, and again, it's not like because I didn't really worry about crashing. I just didn't want to spend the two hours putting it together, put, getting parts, putting it back together, and that was the worst thing. And and I think that's where the for me the micro helicopters you know when those really started coming out whether it was the Walkers and then of course Blade had a bunch of them and and they still do you know you could crash them quite a bit and they would take a lot of damage before they wouldn't fly anymore you know Mike and you could sit sit on your couch and be all comfy and just cruise around I'll, so. I'll tell you something I noticed with heli- helicopters too is like. If I was flying it, I'd be just doing like levitate, like normal helicopter, like real, like it's like as soon as you get it in your hand, you want to do those three D maneuvers. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, everyone's, you know, it's like holy crap. Right. There's a whole other element, but it's not just basically flying a helicopter like you would if you were riding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, and, yeah. And guys, well, I'm definitely well, yeah, I, go I ahead. I would say you start off learning scale mm-hmm. style. You know, and those yes. smaller helicopters are great for you know learning your orientation, yes. nose in. Because uh, that's a big one when you mm-hmm. first start, but then the inverted stuff. I mean, geez, I've been flying three years now, and I'm still learning certain maneuvers, certain orientations, cert- learn yeah. how to fly, you know, reverse inverted, you know, that kind of thing. And right, I love it because it's a challenge every time. I you know, saw, you're I, like learning to fly all over again. Yes, I, I was watching some videos you guys did in 2016 with the Goblin and stuff, and I compared you with or Kevin and Steve's videos, and Steve. It looked like Kevin was still learning type th- some uh-huh. maneuvers that he was trying in the video a little bit, a little yeah. slower than what uh, <laughs> uh, Steve was performing, yeah. obviously. But Steve's got a good year uh, on me. I was going to say, it was, it was noticed, yeah. I mean, this is old dated footage, obviously, so I don't know where you're at now with your abilities, but mm-hmm. but it's just it's always intriguing to me to watch the maneuvers they do. And that one time at flight, well, when it was at Chad's house, flight test, they had uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. He was from Tennessee. Oh, oh yes. yeah, I can't think. He of was, was Bill. No, last name Bill. Anyways, no. I don't want to drag. But when I saw him and he took off, my heart like skipped a beat. You know, when he just mm-hmm. <laughs> went for straight. Yeah, vertical, the power they have. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah. And, and he was doing such amazing things. And he's like, well, actually, I'm not at the top of my game or yeah. game in this. He's like, there's a difference going clockwise and counterclockwise. Like, 
he couldn't do counterclockwise. Yes. It's very tricky to go a different yeah. orientation uh-huh. and like doing the circular moves. I don't know the names of all the moves he yeah. was doing, but I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you're not an expert. And mm-hmm. what I saw was just jaw dropping. Right. And he had like the water cooled computers and stuff for simulation simulators. I'm like, what? <laughs> Beyond like mind blowing stuff that he couldn't process fast enough things that he was doing yeah. through the simulator even. Uh, yeah. Mike, I always say it's something to watch on YouTube, but it's, totally different to see it live in person oh, oh absolutely it's breathtaking yeah. i just yes. like person. holy yeah. crap yeah the, definitely the sound you know the how fast oh, it is it's, and it's it's, it's exhilarating it, it really is how loud they are yeah how loud they are okay it's unbelievable now so i'll never forget that uh one thing i wanted to get into with you guys is and this is kind of one one reason why uh, uh, you know, I don't fly the bigger helis. Is honestly, I'm I'm a little scared of them. Intimidation. You know, I heard I heard about the gentleman who um, got killed in in New York a few years mm-hmm. ago, and then what real really set it off was when Flight Test was doing their helicopter stuff with, with David, and they had the remember Mike the watermelon and stuff, and just what that thing was doing to a watermelon, and I don't know that. Don't get me wrong, I, Mike. We you know we, it. it is <laughs> phenomenal. But if somebody gets a big heli out, I'm hiding behind the tree exactly. watching. <laughs> Does that ever come into your minds at all when you're flying? Like how dangerous it can be? Seriously? Yeah, uh, for me, every flight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You talk about pucker and, factor. Yeah. I think it's, it's like you yeah. said every time. You yeah. Just, that blade spin. But there's a fast. certain buffer zone, you know, we stay away from. Sure. We kind of fly on the other side of the runway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it gets in that buffer zone, you know, you're going to hit throttle hold, which, you know, kills the motor. Yep. There's still a lot of momentum behind yes. those blades. Yes. Uh, but at least you're going to stop, you know, anything coming in under power. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You try to hit throttle hold. You try to kill it. You try to push the helicopter away from you, basically, at the mm-hmm. last moment. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of reference it like. NASCAR. Um, we all know the dangers of driving 200 mile per hour on a you know racetrack. Yes, and and so do we when we fly these helicopters, the big ones. But we kind of don't try not to think about it and yes. just and you know Enjoy think about it. the adrenaline, the, mm-hmm. the the rush, the fun that it brings, the joy that it brings. You know. Yes. Um, because yeah, I mean it's it's you know definitely very very sad to hear someone losing their life you know over this hobby, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, those cases are very, very far and few between. Like, so, you know, we try not to ponder on that sure. so much and just think of, you know, the yeah, camaraderie the and the fun that we have. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's something like to only two people in, in the United States ever. Yeah. Oh, the wow. whole RC hobby. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think worldwide, it's something like four. So, I mean, wow. yeah. I think we have a safer hobby than stamp collecting. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paper cut. Especially when that LSD is on the back of the thing. Like, what post office are you going to? Hey, you went stamps. That's where I thought. I don't know. That's, I've heard of them stories. <laughs> oh, man. I believe him on that one. Um, yeah, I, I totally get the adrenaline thing. I raced motocross for years now, you know, doing some mountain bike racing and stuff. Andre was into the car racing. Mike, you're getting into the mountain bike thing, so you're kind of understanding the adrenaline thing a little bit. So that to me is the most dangerous. Yeah, so, I'm going to uh, yeah, I, I I totally get it. I uh, I understand. It. When those turkeys come back at you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now I guess for any of you, Steve or Kevin or, or Andy, you know what's besides the technology where has the helicopters where are they kind of going you know I, j- just for an instance you know 
plane wise, we all kind of go in a circle. One year it might be sailplanes, and then we went into warbirds, and then you know, high wings. and then high wing trainers, and you know. So where are the helis kind of progressing, or where have they been going the last few years? Anyone? <laughs> well, I, I think I think Steve can attest to this. I mean, you know, like you said earlier, like five years ago, flybar helis were kind of getting phased out. There's a lot of mechanics to it. Uh, mm -hmm. Now with the fly barless setup, the, there's no more mechanics. Well, there's less, a lot less uh, of mm -hmm. a setup mechanically. But Steve can attest to, um, you know, he's a pilot for SAB who makes Goblin helicopters. And they're starting to move on to more transmissions that are oil filled, uh, you know, more more technical stuff like that, where mm -hmm. it's uh, it's it's yeah. really it's kind of amazing what they're pushing and. You know, they didn't think they were going to run the head speeds they were running. They're running now that they were running years ago, uh -huh. either on some of the some of the stuff. And what what I've seen, I mean, I've only been flying a couple of years, like three three years now, uh, and going to events. What I've seen is uh, just everybody is such a good pilot. When I go out to some to these events, like mm -hmm. uh, there won't be one or two guys that's there's one or two guys that is really exceptional. Yeah, but then but everybody's got a lot of you know maneuvers and can do a lot of really cool stuff and it's so fun to watch uh and i can also see how it could be intimidating to you know a new guy coming mm -hmm. in going geez I, I can't even you know hover nose in you know but yeah the community really is cool about stuff like that man uh you know nobody holds it against anybody i've gone out to center stage and just in my little routine or whatnot <laughs> and i don't care you know you just right. go out there and fly you have a good time that's what yeah. they're that that's, that's the right attitude for that. That yeah. leads me to yeah. another question. How much simulator time is involved with heli flying? I would assume it's almost like hand in hand. I mean, like it's you have to almost have as much simulator time as you do flying or more. I, I just didn't True. know how much simulators yeah. help you guys. And, and I guess you should address that issue when you get into helis, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tons. I can't imagine heli pilots yeah. not having simulator time under yeah. their belts. In all honesty, yeah. I mean, if if you want to get good, you need to yeah. basically sim. That's the bottom line. Sure. Um, you know, the more time you put in a sim before you actually get on a real helicopter, um, infinitely shows growth in the helicopter. Like once you you know sure. get on the real one, it just infinitely you get better um, quicker. Uh, one thing, just to go back to the other question that, that Chris had, I want to mention is. More recently, I mean, fly barless, yes, definitely. LiPo batteries are getting a little bit better, but they're kind of, you know, at a stalemate. They're yeah. plateaued, I should say. Yep. But um, nitros. Nitros in the heli industry is, definitely feels like there's this resurgence. Oh, interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Now, now mm -hmm. quick question before you get a little bit deeper. I know in the RC community, nitro is kind of going away a little bit. Now, are they coming into the small, like uh, where they've been converted over to gas, the gas, or are they still strictly nitro for the power maybe? I mean, there are gassers at nitros, um, and there are a lot of folks that fly gassers. Andy is one of them. He loves his mm -hmm. gasser. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, he's yeah. I sold him a, a nitro helicopter that he can convert to a gasser. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. recently. So, um, the the thing with nitro, I think, is uh, it's weird because the resurgence is coming back, even though the price of nitro is going up, which is interesting because if you think about it, I think a lot of people stop buying or stop flying nitros because First, it was dirty and noisy, and and um, the fuel cost was just so much. Yes, and you know it's it's like retail. You go to a store; it's forty dollars a gallon. You exactly. get about seven flights 
seven flights Ooh. on a gallon on a 700 size heli. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money for per yes. flight, right? Yes. Um, but even, re- re- you know, even to that point, people are still like, I recently got to Nitro and I think it's more of a, like as helicopter pilots progress in their helicopters, they go from the small ones to the sure. bigger helis, yep. Yep. you know, and then they, they're like, what else can challenge me besides the flying aspect, but mechanically yeah. and, you know, and, and wrenching wise, what can, what can really push me to learn mm-hmm. more stuff about the, the, you know, how helicopter uh, aspect, right. And nitro, right. Tuning and, yes. and breaking in motors and, right. and blowing up motors. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 So, so is this one of these aspects where you're, you know, you start off with a bunch of different helicopters and as you progress through the hobby, you're, you're focusing into that, you know, that, that, that jewel nitro monster is, is that what we're seeing? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't even say it's focusing in on like just a specific nitro like power system, but I feel like as you get better, um, you personally feel that like, these are the kind of helicopters I like, and this is my fleet. And you end up kind of leaning towards that fleet more often. I mean, obviously, new things come out and you'll, you'll mm-hmm. branch out. But usually um, you try to kind of keep with that fleet because that's another thing I like to tell people is that when you get into the hobby, into the RC helicopter aspect, and you start flying, don't buy 500 helicopters and build them all and be like, yeah, I got all this crazy fleet. <laughs> By the time you go from one helicopter to the next, to the next, to the next, you're not going to progress because you're constantly learning that helicopter. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a very, that's, it's mm-hmm. funny because that's a very different aspect for, for us who, who well, I keep, you know, none of us are like, uh, you know, I'm at kind of uh, 3d hovering experts or anything, but flying, you know, from plane to plane to plane, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's relatively yeah. Every plane's got its little nuances on landing and everything, but it sounds like yeah. yeah unfortunately, the helicopters not unfortunately, but it sounds like the helicopters are that much more of a, a personal challenge, which is actually really neat to hear. They're yeah. more specialized, yeah. like yeah. you oh. get excellent with <clears throat> kinds. Oh, Andre, you should understand that going from foam board plates to eight hundred dollar ducted fan jets. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 go yeah. to foam board to balsa kits and stuff <laughs> like that. Like you see that. Yeah. Well, and I no. think it's human nature too to say it's not me. I can't be doing something wrong. It's got to be the model. So you switch to a different model and different model. <laughs> Always searching for that one that. Yeah, a lot of the guys that get really good or the pros that are working on stuff, they'll have two, maybe three of the exact same model, with the mm-hmm. same setup, same servos, yep. same everything. So they can they crash one, they just pick up the other one, so it gets fixed and it always has the same feel. So work on maneuvers and and progress that way. Yeah, and I don't want people to. Uh, sorry, I, I don't want people to get like, oh, well, it's not good to buy all these helicopters. Please buy all the helicopters. <laughs> they help the hobby, right? They yeah. help the industry. But I mean, you know, if, it depends what your goal is. Yes. Someone that was. They could just buy all these helicopters, wrench, love the way the mechanics work and the beauty of them and the carbon fiber canopies and the booms and all this stuff. And then they might hang it on the wall and they're perfectly happy with Mm -hmm. it. And that's their hobby. Or hover, sport fly a little bit. Andre can talk about 
abducted fan jets, same thing, buys them, hangs them on the wall. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I don't, why, I don't know why. I don't know why you're you're just on my list here today. I don't know. What's up? Once again today, Holy man, it's snowing. Uh, I can only <laughs> imagine too, like simulators. I would probably buy a model that best replicates what's the real world as far as sim. You know, like mm, I'm right. just gonna buy a random heli yeah, yeah. that has have no simulation. I got you. Capabilities yeah, to like it. if uh, you're, I don't know what's out there in a the simulator field right. as far as how well they cover all the helicopters available but, mm-hmm. and and which ones match the flying characteristics that's a good of, point mike the actual yeah. helicopter right is be- better too I yeah assume. Uh, um, we all use a simulator called accurc it's on uh, steam mm-hmm. um it's not really expensive at all and it does have some really good characteristics for the helicopters and a lot of available models you know that are mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that are in real great. life, you know. Right. And, and I do know also that uh, uh, Horizon Hobbies, since they've uh, bought out, um, oh, who did they buy? Out? No. Uh, well, they have their blade Hobbico. helicopters. No. Yeah, Hobbico. Hobbico. On their Hobbico. new, on the new real flight, they've got a lot of their helicopters on awesome. there. Mm-hmm. So, um, real quick, guys, before we get too far, I got some questions coming in. I think they're pretty good. Maybe you can answer them. Uh, Bill Decker wanted to know. He has lots of multi rotors, no helis. He said, what is the best micro fly bar list to buy to start out with, do you guys think? Mm. Ooh, 230 version 2, 230S version 2 blade. Blade, blade. yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I recently the was... What's uh, point on that, just on, did anybody know, roughly? Two-something, probably, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, two, 220 or 250. I think yeah. you're ready to fly like with the transmitter and the battery charger and everything's 300, like 299. Hmm. Two fifteen. Two fifteen. That's not That's bad. Cool. That's yeah. the two, is that the yeah the two thirty? Yep. yep. Yeah. There you go. We'll draw. It's the orange one, right? The new one, the yep. version two. Yep. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, uh, and the great. Uh, so, Kevin and I had the uh, the awesome opportunity that one of our listeners um, actually bought us the Blade two thirty S to review mm-hmm. and um, give a big shout out to Eric Bridgem. But yeah. basically, it's great. Like he, we got the helicopter and. When I first took off with it, it was it was kind of weird because it was very, you know, I don't know if anyone's flown a helicopter like that. Right cyclic stick is very sensitive. Like you move it too much and you're you're upside down or flipped into the, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing a dirt nap already. Um, but they water it down so that you can actually fly it like um, an Inductrix, you know, oh, self leveling. Wow. So you yeah. let go of the stick and it just whoop, very self level, mm-hmm. very tame, very confidence building. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you kick it up to idle one, and then you have a little bit more bank yeah. angle, and then and you can flip it and do your rolls and three D maneuvers, um, and then bank two, like you know, idle up to like the highest head speed and the highest agility. And I was actually able to do my normal routines I do on two thousand dollar helicopters, which awesome. is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. The main the main part when they get that small is the the tail holding for certain maneuvers, and it actually held up pretty good. I thought. Mm-hmm. Steve and I are yet oh, well. to do a review on the show, so. Will you do a video of the flying then with the review? I assume. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. We still have. That'd be cool to see. Uh, another question come in, and this is a really good one because I, I realized early on uh, this was a big factor. But what is the most important thing on setting it up so that, you know, the blades aren't unbalanced or, you know, what's the most important thing that you guys have found to get it to fly good? You know, you're not you know banging your head against a wall because this thing, you know. Well, from a new perspective, I can say definitely throttle hold. 
<laughs> because yeah. this is no joke. I had a 450 size helicopter back in the day in my garage. I I reversed the throttle channel by oh. mistake, and that sucker came up at me right up off the garage floor. I bent my hand back and I smacked it on top of the helicopter, and it went. To, it just smashed all you know off to pieces. But I learned a very serious lesson. You know, yeah. know where your throttle hold is, and don't just yeah. change stuff in the you yeah. know airplane in mindset. Radio, yeah. And, and now, what is throttle know. hold? Because I is it, is it where it just hovers and no, spot, no, or is it throttle? Oh, it's your throttle lock. Yeah, it's, kills it down. Oh, okay. It's yeah, a kill yeah. It's your oh, oh boy. I need to hit this yeah. <laughs> to yeah. shut the okay. motor off, shut right. the power yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. It's it's also important to learn or get in a habit, muscle memory of hitting that before you Absolutely. crash. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, yeah. you'll minimize the amount of damage if you crash. If you crash under power mm-hmm. and the motor's still going, you're going to tear up everything. Yes. But uh, yep. especially a micro heli, if you can hit throttle hold before you hit the ground, your damage will be much, much less. Is yeah. it just pretty yeah. much limited to the blades and stuff at that point instead of all the, the gearing mechanisms and stuff? I guess it depends how the, bad the crash yeah. really is. You know? Yeah. 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 But that's one thing I always drill into people learning is, you know, you should be able to instinctively hit throttle hold. And that's probably something. Yeah, that's probably something you can learn to get your the muscle memory down on a simulator. You know, practice stuff. Oh, I'm going to crash. Hit it. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One thing also too for for helicopter for people that fly helicopters or that want to learn to fly helicopters, you know, you hit your throttle hold, right? Let's say that's my throttle hold button. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the thing is, never take your left stick and go this. Don't go full down. You go full down, you're driving the helicopter fully oh, into the ground. Oh, like, yes. Because, because remember, on the helicopter, yes, middle is middle. actually zero. Yep. Right. So you have like kind of no uh, no throttle here, yes. and it's like up. For positive pitch right. and down for negative pitch. That's when you hit negative point. pitch, the helicopter yes. goes right into the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I a good forget. point, Steve. Whereas wow. like an airplane, you, you instinctively go zero Instantly. throttle yeah. wow. when you crash. But oh. with a helicopter, you need to do throttle hold instead of zero. Exactly. Yeah. I can see that taking a little bit of time to learn. Oh, man, yeah. I would yeah. struggle. Right. That's <laughs> the hardest rope of going from plane to helicopters is that. Mm. So uh, I got a question. When you guys are working on your copters in your garage or, or wherever in your shop, do you strap the gear down? Since, like, I mean, most of us, if we're doing any serious work with our planes, we'll remove the propellers or even our quads just for that reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys strap them down just in case you do have a throttle hold or a power-up situation? Take the blades off. Always, right. like can? a quad. Always okay. take the blades off. Yeah. Cool. You do tail blades and, and your main uh, rotor blade. Yeah. When you work to there were two serious things I should have done. One was definitely take the blades off, and I could have just unplugged, you know, a lead from the motor too. That works too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. While yeah. I'm working on it, uh, but to get back to the original question on setup, uh, it depends on if you're getting a Blade 230 version two. The setup in the manual is very easy to follow. Spot on, mm-hmm. and and I'm it intrigued. worked really good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. If if it's a an oxy or something smaller, you know, or whatever your first helicopter is, you have to just go through the manual and and go through the setup and. Steve will tell you all the time, you know, if there's a guy in your club that flies helicopters, get involved with him. Get involved with somebody that knows them already mm-hmm. so they can go over to settings with you. You know, it's almost it's similar to planes in sure. a way, you know, before mm-hmm. you take off. Mm-hmm. Check your ailerons, have a have a more experienced guy go through your you know, your your ailerons and your and your control surfaces so you're not Yeah. Now this and your auto correction, right? Your gyros. You, right. 
this beginning model you're describing is there simulators set up for that model too at this I think, point i think blade has it on their uh the new real flight i'm I really believe. i mean this, yeah. this is intriguing me to oh is it really, <laughs> really? <laughs> i would oh, never picture you flying a helicopter. come on oh i'm getting kind of stale, with, and, kinda and stale with some of this other stuff so uh-huh. i wonder if it'll pique my interest in some, <laughs> wow. some of their realm um, we'll, we'll definitely when we come out there to meet up with you guys to do some flying this spring. That'd be cool. Gonna, I'm gonna get all you guys on my 700 and, <laughs> oh, and fly no, my nitro. No, That's cool, no, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> we'll buddy box. It'll be fine. If anything yeah, gets right. dangerous, I'll take control and push the hell out. Well, no worries. Don't, don't even worry about the crash. entire I don't time. I will I'll be wearing up. my helmet with my Kevlar suit <laughs> standing out there. <laughs> Chris, I said that numerous times. Kevlar suit. Um, I forget where I was going. Now, I had a good question. Oh, anyway. oh yeah. And one, one other thing about the beginning, the beginner setup stuff mm-hmm. that I want to mention is definitely go through the manual. And it's good to start with a blade helicopter just to start out with. But then you soon want to go into more like, you know, um, I guess they're considered like ARFs. Like you have to build them, but mm-hmm. yeah, you have to put all your electronics in and all that stuff. And that stuff, that's where you need to get help. And definitely Facebook. There's a lot of groups on Facebook. There's a forum still. And then your local club. You have to find help to be successful. Um, going even in, for me, going into Nitro, I had to get help. Like, I, you know, it's not something I was able to do on my own. Right. Um, and that's the best part about it. Because then you build these bonds of other folks sure. that, that are it's helping like you. The and planes. then you yeah. pass that knowledge on down, too. You know, so, yeah. so it's great. That's awesome. I'll tell you another dumb story. I don't know why I'm throwing myself under the bus, but even <laughs> yeah, up back in the it. day, you were talking about taking the blades off and you know being careful. I know you had some funny stuff. Um, you know, besides flying a 400 size helicopter in my house, in um, I can remember trying. To, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we were gonna go there. I love that story, by the way. <laughs> I can remember having it on the kitchen table wound up you know back in the day you put the little black stripe and the little red stripe on the end of the um the blade so you could yeah to track them and bounce and i'm things just on the kitchen table and i'm looking yeah i gotta tweak this i'm like thinking back of the stuff i used to do i'm like it doesn't surprise me for motocrossing you're just fearless with everything no that's just dumb mike that's not fearless that's just pure dumb it's a fine line between the yeah, two. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Chris, uh, one of my best stories is, you know, whenever anybody asks me how I learned to fly a helicopter, there was a guy on, on YouTube, uh, Mikey's RC. Well, Flight Test yep. did a couple planes. You guys probably know who he is. Mm-hmm. He had like a 16-part series on setting up the cheapest 450 helicopter, and half halfway through that series he used a hand puppet to like explain a lot of stuff so i was like well i learned from a puppet how to fly (laughs) and i did go through it and it was kind of it was informative you know it was fly barters back in the day but he Mm -hmm. had those cheap hobby king like two dollar servos on there and you know within minutes just looking at those things you strip them out on a oh yeah right um John, John Knopp says my throttle mm-hmm. hold learn uh, learning cost me sixteen hundred dollars. So that's mm-hmm. a good one. I can. <laughs> How about uh, durability and price nowadays, Steve? Uh, is the durability gotten better? Is it you know it's a heli's a heli. It's got the same kind of moving parts. Has it been the same over the years? And price wise, you know we've seen as far as like the quads and even the planes, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with the technology. It's it's gotten considerably mm-hmm. cheaper. So how about the heli stuff? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, durability has gone up a little. <laughs> a yeah. bit, you know, uh-huh. I won't say yeah. a little, but a little bit more than a little. Um, you know, with, with the introduction of Fly Brawlers, that was That's a thing. big game changer because you didn't have so many linkages and right. and things and extra bars. Yeah, Andy? No, I was just saying going oh. to Fly Barless was a huge thing as far yeah. as durability. Mm-hmm. You don't have all those links to bend and break and fly yep. bars to level and adjust. It's much, much simpler. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the shafts, so like the main shafts and spindle shafts, have gotten Stronger. better. Mm-hmm. Like the old 450s, you could just look at it and it would be oh, in the main dude, shaft. Don't yeah. talk, and nowadays, tell you, yes. a lot of times we'll crash and maybe not even bend the shaft, you know, just break mm-hmm. blades or, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, tail booms, stuff like that. So I think they've gotten quite a bit more durable. Yeah. As far as I that think goes. Um, also what's changed a little, and which is funny because it's like I'm to contradict myself, is that, you know, when Nitro started getting phased out, Electro started coming in, and um, there's less chicken dance, you know, the mm-hmm. old famous Nitro dance, oh, yeah. chicken dance. Yeah. So th- those often um, don't happen on an electric because it's easy to hit throttle hold, mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have a linkage controlling that live motor, right, that mm-hmm. can pop off, and now you have, you know, the chicken dance situation. So, so that has kind of helped a bit. But then, of course, Nitro's coming back, so we, we're going to go see some more chicken dances <laughs> as they happen. <laughs> I, can, I can attest to back in the day, the old CP Pro, it seemed like every time I had a crash, and I used to get so mad, the minute that thing hit the ground, you bent the main shaft and you tore the gears off the main gear every time, and you're like, damn it, i got to tear the head all apart again. Oh, I used to get yeah. so irritated with that. I had a question. Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. Sure. Sorry, that, that I was going to say that still happens to to me a lot with the smaller hellies. You know, uh-huh. I'm always buying two or three of the same thing because I'm you. You always know there's like those five um, parts You're that you yeah. order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, but it, what, but it's all it's all how you take it too. You know, yeah. If if you're a guy that you know crashes your plane and the the transmitter goes ninety feet in the air, you know, you're, oh, maybe helicopters right. aren't for you because <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> you know, it's gonna happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gotta, and that's one great thing I got from flight test was you know uh, to realize you're gonna crash and they never got mad. You know, you always right. have have a good time and you analyze what happened mm-hmm. and try not to do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other aspect that um, has definitely made it better is that these companies are getting smarter and they're um, they're more focused on like the bringing better prices of parts. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that better prices. Um, I don't want to get into too much brand stuff because you know everyone has their favorite brands, but um, just I can I can you know I can say this because I'm part of the team that like you know SAB helicopters. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're expensive. They're very high end. But even SAB as a company high end is that they're they're revolutionizing like different um, materials like G10. They're starting to use G10 on their airframes a lot. Mm. And you know when it's, when it used to cost like thirty forty dollars for one side frame of a seven hundred helicopter, mm-hmm. you had to usually buy two. Um, they're now about fourteen dollars each. Oh wow! So and the performance is exactly the same. You can't tell a difference in flight. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like that companies are trying different materials and different thicknesses and just, you know, that type of technology, I guess, to um, make these things more durable, cheaper to fly and crash. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and the same I'm, with blades, too, Steve, right? Yeah, uh, blades, blades too. Mm-hmm. Have, have gotten cheaper because and they've gotten more safe, 
safer. Safer, cheaper. They have the safety wire that's around the uh, the root of it, and uh-huh. and so like if you do crash and a you know the blade won't come shooting off. Like oh yeah, people yeah. Think might happen. Right. That right. won't happen with a a proper um, manufactured blade. You know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what what are some of the the bigger brands coming out? You know, obviously. You know, Blade's been around for a long time, and and I remember when I was really into it for a while. Like just for an example, a line was huge. It seemed like everybody was flying a line helicopter four hundred. Um, but too. for today, what are some of the the bigger manufacturers are out there today? Yeah, who wants to take this one? Well, a line is still there. Are they really? Uh, yeah, the line's still popular. Mm-hmm. They have a o- very good oxy game. helicopter is very popular with the smaller models mm-hmm. um sab goblin is very popular synergy um there's a new company xl power that's gained a lot of popularity lately um gowie who am i missing guys gowie's um, been around for a while too i remember those two back mm-hmm. in the day yep yeah yeah so is is um, there is there one company though like for instance um you know, like uh, Andy, you were just kind of mentioning a little bit. Uh, Oxy, mm-hmm. they're more into the smaller, maybe you know, certain size helicopters, and Goblins into another size, or they all mix and match. They kind of mix and match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Oxy's an exception, I think, right now. Yeah, they they've, they came out all about them to small. You know, their first helicopter was a three hundred size. Okay, um, and then they went from a three hundred to a, a stretch three hundred to a you know, a 200 size, and then they brought out a 400 or 450 size. Um, so they've kept in that relatively um, small market, like the small heli size market. Um, which, and but to add, dude, they made a great helicopter. Oh yeah, fantastic for the size. Uh-huh. Uh, they small parts count, low parts count. Yep. You know, uh-huh. small size, uh, cheap parts. Part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can really get a really. I've I've had more fun laughing like an idiot <laughs> flying this little 300 size helicopter. Blade scraping all the way down. Well, not blade scraping, but skid scraping all the way down the runway. I really? Mean, just flying really like an airplane. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I crashed the, at an event one time. I crashed into the weeds three times and still picked up the oh. same helicopter and flew it. And I was missing a lot of teeth from the main blade uh-huh. or the main gear. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of tough to get going, but <laughs> I got it going for the last couple of times. And it was, we had a lot of fun with that helicopter. And, and the guy that, you know, the guys that are doing it over there in Italy and, uh, creating this helicopter, really doing a, a good job. They found a small little, you know, niche. The the two fifty kind of uh, Align helicopter wasn't a great helicopter, and they kind of stepped in and said, you know, here's a here's an area where we can make a smaller helicopter that really can hold, you know, really fly like a larger helicopter. Mm-hmm. And they ran with it, and they've been doing great. I, I really like uh, my Oxys. Cool. Actually, for for point for reference for our listeners, can you talk about when you t- talk about these sizes, the two thirties, the three hundred, something? What what's that size uh, mean? Yeah, good point, Andre. I mean, traditionally, a line kind of set the bar for that, and it was actually I don't know. I heard mixed things. I heard it was motor size. It, I heard it, it was, it was motor size. Four fifty was a four fifty size motor. Oh, but okay. I also heard with the 450 that it was also like they weighted and it was the 450 grand or something. I don't know. <laughs> Without the battery, like it's some weird thing. But nowadays, more helicopter companies are going with the blade size. So mm-hmm. each blade 
mm-hmm. being say a 300 size would be yep. you know anywhere from a 250 millimeter to 285 millimeter to a 300 millimeter um that would be like a 300 size helicopter so it's main, mainly by blade size so okay. when we talk about 700 yeah. Each blade is 700 millimeters. Oh, forget it. So <laughs> no. when you have two of them plus a head block that's about yeah. this wide, you're yeah. talking yeah. about, you know, five uh. and a half foot rotor disc. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> are they, they kind of like planes where the bigger they are, the easier to fly? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Totally. Absolutely. So that's why you'd want to go larger then and all the better stability and things like that visually too, I assume. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Visually, you can fly higher and further out. So sure. you're yeah. still more safer. But you right. still see the helicopter very well because you know mm-hmm. it's this big helicopter. Yeah. So. Right. I and I assume you focus on the tail or what would you say the rotor for most of this aerobatic stuff. That's the only way you can keep orientation, I would think. Some watching of, these videos, some of the maneuvers that I don't even understand. I don't know what they're how. focusing on to know yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. things. I mean, I, I don't they're, know. Where's your focus? They're focusing point? on this muscle memorization. But oh, not, not you have to. It is, Right, it's crazy the the speed of these maneuvers. Sometimes yeah. it's like they have to come second nature. But eventually. Is, there, is there a place on the helicopter that you find yourself focusing more? What would it be like for orientation purposes? Any anyone like do I you think focus each on pilot, the canopy or the tail or what are you guys? Yeah, looking I at? mean, each each pilot will say something different. You know, this is something that is um, unique for each person. Sure. Usually for me, it'd be the tail and the skids and the rotor disc, like you the tilt of the rotor disc and then where the tail is in, in perspective. Okay. You know, you kind of have to look at everything. Oh, I you have yeah. to pay attention yeah. to the disc right. and the angle of the disc, but you also have to know where the tail is, but you might get in different orientations where you can't exactly see, see the tail. So yeah. at that point you'd be looking at the nose so you just kind of you look at the entire right. helicopter as one. You can't really focus on one point sure, all the time. Sure. Yeah. D. Mike and I was going to say when I started out that I focused on the most visible part of the helicopter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I know exactly where Andy's going because it's almost like I don't want to say it's like a video game, but almost in a way, you know, when you really got good at a video game when we were kids, you know, uh, arcade game at home, reaching kids. Um, but you, you would look. At, you wouldn't right, look right. at. You wouldn't look at the actual you know, whatever you were controlling, you kind of looked yeah. at the whole screen. You took everything in. That's kind of how I, I know where Andy's going. Like once mm, you get yeah. better, you're kind of watching everything. Yeah. yeah and you're of, even a plane. When I'm flying a plane, I'm not watching. Like I'll watch ahead. I was just going to say, you, I'm not even always exactly. focused on that. You so. have to stay it's, ahead of the helicopter exactly. a little bit. Right. <laughs> so no, I what you're, yeah. I mean, but I was just wondering if we could, any of us could key in on things we do focus on. I know you're always grabbing the whole picture, but there's mm. gotta be something. That catches your eye. Initially, initially, initially yeah. it's the tail. Sure. I would oh, okay. say the tail, actually, because the tail determines yeah. where your right stick's sure. going to control, sure. right? So if the tail is in pointing at you, then you know that the helicopter maneuvers will be exactly as your, sure. your controller is sitting. Yep. When the tail's away from you, then you start having to think backwards. Now, right? I'm also curious because of all these heli photo videos, I never see FPV. And is there I was any, just going to ask is that. There, I mean, is it, is it vibrate too much with FPV? Is it orientate because they're doing some crazy stuff with quads That's and i know exactly yeah you get nauseated watching some of their stuff which i know you would get with helis doing these maneuvers, yeah. but they're doing it and i'm just wondering if anyone's grabbing it for the helis like they do rotor riot with the quads because they're doing some crazy stuff that makes me nauseated right which i know would happen with these <laughs> yeah. helicopters and there's no doubt in my mind oh definitely but, had that on my list would why it, is there no easier and can you adjust to the fpv flying yeah. better with or, the heli or, or, or get to that level or why isn't there fpv heli flying yeah, yeah. Um, 
My bet would be. Oh, sorry, Andy, go. It's been done, but I don't think it ever really caught on. Right. Yes. Fred's done it. Fred. Well, he said he was going to do it. No, but he's done it. Like I've seen videos of him like flying over, you know, the water. I guess for scale flying, it it would work probably fine. Yes. But the three D stuff's a whole other level, obviously. I know that Kyle Stacy did it in a competition Mm -hmm. for a Mm -hmm. brief time for a few maneuvers, but at that point he he was saying, you know, I was just remembering my what I do on the sticks. I kind of wasn't even concentrating. Yeah, and his spotter was like, you know, if you're going if he's coming down too low, he's like you're getting too low, you know, so Mm. you kind of pop it back. I would say if you see FPV helicopter nowadays, Mike, it's only in the movies. Yeah, it's (laughs) only in Tomorrowland or a movie like that. (laughs) Uh, I, I didn't know say, if maybe if it was seen... vibrations or something. They couldn't dampen it or something. I uh, don't know how stable. No, they I think were. nowadays they could get that out. Yeah, could... I, I, I was, was going to say if uh, if you see someone flying an FPV helicopter, run. run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because they don't know where you are. Yeah, they, right. they can barely tell where yeah. they are. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I'm like point. I'm thinking my eye, eyesight's deteriorating, so I'm trying to sight with uh. these helicopters. Is gonna be. I'd rather have the FPV. What do you mean your off. sight is deteriorating? Uh, You're the one that's 1,200 well, feet now, radiant. Well, we don't even know I where it's at. Far. It's the close, I guess, that I'm struggling Jeez. with. So. But I, I'm worried it's all going to deteriorate at some point. Just track it like a deer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be good. we don't call him EY for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I do see far away real well. Um, I'm holding my books Mike, on my feet. Mike, <laughs> I, start, I started flying Mike uh, when I was 48. I've only been a few years ago now. Uh, you know, so I'm. I'm I'm, I, I, I'm I surprised you're so new to it. I didn't realize that you're fairly new to the hobby. Yeah, I mean, I tried it maybe when I was early 40s, and you know, I flew hel- I flew airplanes, so I was so, like, yeah. oh, I could fly a helicopter. Exactly. I got 20 seconds into yes. that flight and put it right in the dirt. <laughs> yes, oh, no. uh, those are not the great equalizer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. how many times have you guys tried to maneuver on the flight simulator of, or have done something and you've seen it and you go, oh my gosh, that was so cool. What did I just do? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Almost every <laughs> time I get to the flight <laughs> Every time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Other question I had is is battery technology. I don't know how much you guys follow the plane stuff or the jet, you know, the ducted fan mm-hmm. jet stuff, but like, you know, a few years ago, four cell was the new two cell and now it just seems like we had a big discussion six cell is the new four cell everything's going six cell so heli wise what is that what you guys have been seeing too it just uh, they keep stepping it up and stepping it up and i mean what are most of these helis running on battery wise now um i could hate this so so more often like the smaller helicopters we've seen, just like the plane industry, right? You're, mm-hmm. You know, when 3ES was popular, 3S 2200s, you power every plane yeah. with that. Now it's like, and <clears throat> safety for the helicopters, smaller ones. There's yeah. like, you had your 3S, 4S was like, whoa, well, mm-hmm. now you're bumping it up. And now even my little Oxy 3 is success. Like, really? You know, even even a 300 size, like, the, you're the kidding. This is only this big. Oh and it's my like, gosh. And it's success. It's a beast, you know? Oh. Um, with the bigger helicopters, though, I, I like to say that. They've actually kind of plateaued. Like 700s will run 12s. Some folks mm-hmm. will go crazy and run a 14s system, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like power to weight ratio is a concern on a helicopter for yeah. acrobatic maneuvers. And you want to make sure that um, you know you're not putting in a heavy battery that's gonna like ooh, like slow down yeah. like your reaction and the movement of the heli. So, so usually 12s. Um, smaller helis too. I've been noticing more of the graphene packs are starting to come around mm-hmm. and you're starting to see that 75c rating yeah. packs that are what they say is 75c right, rating right. but um 
you know, you're starting to see those applied more to the smaller helicopters now, which is great. I mean, you know, the small helis I noticed don't get a lot of flight time because of they have to spin yeah. so fast and so um, violently, I guess, or aggressively. Yeah. The, the rotor just has to spin so fast to keep that mm-hmm. little, um, right. you know, helicopter afloat. But, um, yeah, the bigger ones usually, I mean, I feel some people even go the other way and they're taking their 700s and running 6S and running an ultra low head speed version mm-hmm. to get more flight time and yeah. slower, smoother yep. flying characteristics. Yeah. And yeah, when you do something like that, you, you have to manage your collective more, kind of teaches yeah. you more. Mm-hmm. Kind of the difference between electric and nitro in a way. Uh, you know, the electric, you can run higher head speed and it can get you out of yeah, unlimited power quicker. on an electric, right. Right. Gotcha. So nitro, you have to know where you're going. Your collective has to be kind of managed. Right. Now, uh, between the electric and the, the nitro or gas, you know, uh, same way with like whether it's a, it's a plane, say for an example, like you just mentioned, the electric is instant. Like you hit that, that throttle. That is right there. Yeah. Right now, now with the nitro and yeah. the gas, do you have that little delay in there, you know, to get into the power? That's what it sounded yeah. like, yeah. I feel I like the, I feel like the power is, the response is there, mm-hmm. but you can't be in the power for long, or that motor starts to bog. Oh. Electric just power through that, like you'll oh, just, you yeah. know, it'll keep a more constant torque line. Right. While like when you apply more load to a nitro engine or a gas engine, it starts to dip. Oh, you know, no power. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And that's where. That's where, you know, Kevin was mentioning collective management. For for folks that don't know, it's most of our helicopters run at a constant head speed. Mm-hmm. They're just spinning there at, say, 2,000 RPM, right? Right. Um, as you go, like, more on the, the, the stick to go positive collective or negative collective, which yep. means changing the blade pitch. Mm-hmm. So think about it on an airplane. As you go for higher pitch prop, you end up drawing more amps and more heat and more everything out of your power system. Same thing on a, on a helicopter. You, you're increasing those, the, the blade angle which is increasing the pitch, which means you're now going to tax your power system more. And electric has more oomph and, you know, consistent power, while nitros and gassers have like a, you know, it's like they're instantly there and then they just power curve off. So they have a different power delivery and, you know, feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Um, and I recently said on one of our shows, you know, the, the smaller helis that are running – the, you know, the 6S, you know, they're about three minutes we get. And the larger helicopters, you'll get probably five to six minutes, depending on how you, you know, pull the amps out of those batteries. Then those are on the 12S batteries. Oh, yeah. And I recently said, you know, after three minutes, both me and everybody behind me wants to take a break. So. <laughs> yeah, it's wearing on you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see that. Speaking of, of quad. It's basically like flying ducted fan jets for us. I mean, you have such yeah. a short duration, but you're on your toes the, right. for that whole two yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, slight, man. Slight terror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very similar. And then you got to land. Now, yeah. Now, then, yes. How long do gassers and nitros fly, typically? I mean, I assume they're a lot longer. Gassers are a different story. Andy, go yeah. to gassers. How long yeah. do you fly? Well, you probably go um, for 15 gassers, minutes if you wanted to. Yeah, between 12, <laughs> between 12 and 20 minutes, oh, depending awesome. on the flight style. Yeah, uh, I can get uh, around twelve minutes of constant RPM, and then you throw in a few auto rotations and and messing around, and yeah. pretty soon you've got a twenty minute flight. Mm-hmm. And nitros probably seven seven to eight minutes, I would guess, Steve. Yeah, at best. I mean, I, my nitros, I still fly to six minutes, and 
you know, on a timer. So, yeah. and I probably have a little bit of fuel left. I could run to seven minutes, but it's, I don't like to run it dry and have and to it's, force auto. <laughs> and it's all very dependent on flight style. Yes. Like I have electric that I'll run a lower head speed and maybe just sport fly. And I can still get six, seven minutes on an electric mm-hmm. versus uh, if you're flying very aggressive, a really hard 3d you might only get three minutes on the same yeah. setup mm-hmm. yep. so it's it's very dependent on flight style for some reason my mind goes to motocross like two cycle engines versus four cycle. Mm-hmm. like nitros would be right. burning hot i assume like a two yep. cycle engine they would do. Be, and then yeah. uh, and then a gasser would be like your four cycle motocross well they got uh two stroke um gassers, gassers. Too. at this yeah. point i'm thinking yeah. back yeah. Oh, i'm the, pretty the, dated in my thoughts the but. gassers <laughs> are the gassers are two stroke it's uh the same engine you would see in like a chainsaw or a sure, weed eater. Sure. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I had another question. I just lost it. Sorry. Oh, oh, Andy, you made a good point. I think maybe mm-hmm. for some newer uh, people in RC or maybe some people looking to get into helis that don't know much about them, I think some people think, you know, if you have a problem or your battery goes dead or something happens that. That heli just instantly goes right to the ground and crashes. So you just mentioned about auto rotation. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. What happens if you do have a problem or your battery goes low or something that the helicopters don't just yeah, fall out of the sky. You don't kill the throttle like you would for right. a Yeah, so right. maybe maybe touch a little bit on what happens you when you, bit, you yeah. do have a problem and you go into auto rotation, what they do. Yeah, yeah. basically an auto rotation is turning the motor off and – Using gravity and the uh, stored energy, the weight of the heli, by using negative pitch, you keep the blades spinning. So if that makes sense, as you're descending, you have negative, you put negative pitch in the blades, and that keeps them rotating. Mm -hmm. And then when you get close to the ground, you have all that stored up energy. You you, uh, go back to positive to slow down and feather and land um mm-hmm. they do it on uh, full-scale helicopters and yes. we do it on rc a lot as just uh just for a fun. maneuver to learn yeah. to do it for fun yes and at the same point if if you're flying around and you you lose power or something happens or your nitro engine quits or you run out of fuel uh, as long as you have a little bit of altitude you can auto in with no damage mm-hmm. whatsoever mm-hmm um, that being said, there is a if you're low to the ground, you can still land. If you're high, you can land no matter what. There's a period from like 20 feet to 40 feet that if something happens, if you're not very very quick <laughs> yeah. to get into that auto rotation, you're kind of in a in a bad zone there mm-hmm. that yeah. can still end badly. That's usually where all my mechanical failures. <laughs> failures <happen. laughs> Or a, or a weird wow. orientation. Um, yeah. Like I had one last summer at Urcha. I was doing a, a TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, so I I was in the my motor belt broke. So, oh. but I was in such an orientation and it was a fun fly. So there was a lot of noise. I couldn't mm-hmm. hear it. But the, I had lost all the speed in the head. All the energy was gone before I realized it. Uh, so St- Steve was standing there with me. I'm flying. I'm like, something's not right. Oh, no. The blades have stopped. That's I'm it. 150 feet in the air. So it just yeah. <laughs> fell to earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Steve, I've, I've seen a few videos on it. Um, it 
amazes me every time I see it. But how hard is it to do the inverted auto rotation to land on the head? I've seen a few people do it, and I was just like, oh, man, that would just be the ultimate move. But how tough is that really to do? Wait a minute, to land on the head? Yeah, I've seen a couple <laughs> yeah. guys. They've actually inverted, auto-rotated, and brought it down and landed right on the head with the blades actually still spinning. I've never yeah, seen that footage. Duncan yeah, uh, Ossian's yeah. done that a few times. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't I'll think it would be yeah. super difficult to do, but there's a very, very, very high chance of getting some damage. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're almost guaranteed to have some damage from uh-huh. that. Yeah, it's it's probably not something you want to do every day. <laughs> every day. But man, does it and, look and this cool. Is a maneuver, and this is a maneuver that, you know, we're talking about like the top 10 pilots can do you know oh, yeah, yeah, to, like yeah. to keep that disc so perfectly level so when it starts to slow down and basically you know um start to not produce lift anymore that they're uh-huh. they're good but even then i mean there's not a, like a flat blade disc you know like the two blades in the heads flat they don't balance <laughs> you know? yeah so it lands it just, it just tips over yeah. and causes damage on that part too so. right right i was wondering yeah. too i don't like recommend you, it <laughs> you're, you're saying like if you lose engine power if you're going down normal could you do it inverted as well but go like instead of yeah. negative pitch yes. you go oh, positive sure. pitch then to negative it, yes it off the exactly mike mm-hmm. and that's okay. one thing we do we, we do it inverted on purpose just for fun mm-hmm. so you come down it inverted cool. yeah get three or four feet off the ground flip it over and land normally Huh. Mike, Mike, that's called showing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see the first yeah, thing you want to do. That's what you, you wrote that down, didn't no, you? No. Inverted auto rotation, <laughs> number one on the list. Oh, oh, that's a beginner skill. Right? We should we should note though, Steve. You want to tell about your first auto rotation with the Blade 230s with the motor driven tail. Yeah, so any anything that's motor driven or usually the smaller helicopters um, that even like are driven mm-hmm. by the head, um, the way that it's set up is like yeah, when you hit throttle hold, it just cuts the power, which means it cuts the power to that back motor. So you still have momentum on the head, so it just spins the body like <laughs> you know, like even when you watch a video or a movie where like it, you know a helicopter loses tail rotor and it just starts to spin violently. Mm-hmm. That happens uh, on tail driven helicopters when you hit throttle hold even even on other like smaller helicopters that have a fixed motor to um, main gear kind of setup like as soon as that you cut the motor it just stops everything and and kind of falls out of the sky so yeah yeah the small helicopter you probably don't want to anything that can drive the tail in the head without the motor um i would say it's like even when you normally come in for a landing when you're a couple of feet off the ground, hit throttle hold so you don't come in under power. Mm-hmm. A lot of I've seen a lot of times where people come in and they land a helicopter and they hit the ground and it's still under power and then a gust of wind happens and boom, that oh, helicopter yeah. gets knocked over from a you know a crosswind and and now you're Good you know yeah. you're sitting oh. the, you're sitting in the back like Kevin like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're fixing parts yeah you're fixing parts you know? yeah or you're fixing um, and that's one thing I want to mention that you know I know it's a pain in the butt to wrench. Um, on these helicopters and mm-hmm. some people do like it but overall if you're crashing every weekend it does get old yes. quick right uh, <laughs> but you get good at it but yeah you, yeah you actually get good at it and it becomes easier sure and as you get better you I, you know knock on wood i don't i don't normally crash often you know <laughs> it's like it's like once a, Someone's a month bragging. Months, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know just saying <laughs> <He's done. laughs> it just it happens over time like even yeah, it, like, you know it starts oh, yeah. to alleviate yeah you yeah. we were going through a spell there where every 
every weekend we were crashing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. It was just a given, and you know, you kind of jones so for that Sunday night order uh, placement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, every, you know, then it goes two weeks ago without a crash, and then a month, and you know. It slowly dissipates. I had, I had a question too. I assume the larger scale, you have less ground effect. Is that is that true? Or because when I, mean, I was flying the little ones in the lab, we yeah. he actually spray painted a landing <laughs> we were landing on. But the ground effect was so horrible on the concrete for that little that little uh, yeah. helicopter I was flying. Huh. And I was wondering if ground effect is it the same for all scales or is it is it different? Because I've never went large scale or middle scale or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I think it, you get less ground effect. This is a little bit heavier model too, so it feels more yeah. stable. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, regardless, like you never want to be hovering a couple inches off the ground. You want to at least pop yeah. it up to eye level, you know. So you, okay. you're definitely out of that ground effect area. Um, but the definitely little ones, yeah, you'll 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 yep. get push around. Strug- yeah, shuffle. I was struggling so hard to land like in a certain location because it was yeah it would get in, and then it would push and I it wanted, out and i found myself wanting to hit mm-hmm. that that distance yeah. because you could narrow in on your target better right. but yeah it was tough yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. doubt about it. and that's where throttle hold helps <laughs> okay. because as as your as the rotor starts to spin less and less it creates less lift which means creates less downforce yep. which okay. means creates less ground effect cool. yeah. <laughs> quick question mark was this a fixed Pitch heli or a collective pitch? Oh, I'm Good sure it was, fixed. it was fixed. Yeah. yeah. Now my buddy yeah, had that, a, a collective pitch one, and uh-huh. he was trying. I forget what model he had, but he wanted to add that skill level of the collective pitch, and mm-hmm. he was struggling too. Though, yeah. I know. I was just going to note that with the collective pitch, you have so much more control. Sure. Over over the high and the pitch, you're not yeah. spooling the motor up and down to to try to hover yeah, that's so true. It, it's it's quite a bit easier that, that's the and then level, the bigger you like, go the easier it gets yeah. now this 200 model you said for the a beginner what was it the 200 230 s there's a 200 on the wall mike if you um, want to take it home take that, it that home. has collective pitch correct this one yes correct. okay that would be a good learning tool then for collective pitch i probably. think that's got collective yeah. pitch and then it's got that has the safe, I think, but it needs a little work because I couldn't get it to fly. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna fly your. <laughs> I got it. It's out of whack. Um, Send my <laughs> home with a defective model. I know, yeah. right? Set him up for failure right away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Ross, guys, you can tell you can tell right away if uh, <laughs> the blades are cupped. Uh, that's a that's a fixed pitch. Like, if yeah. the blades more, you know, flat. Symmetrical, uh, top and yep. bottom, yeah, symmetrical. Looking down the blade, then that's a collective pitch, yeah. yeah, yeah. Michael Rosnick sent me a Blade 200 SRX uh, with the safe mode, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's I a fixed did, pitch. Mm, I don't. He says it's a fixed pitch. Is it yeah. fixed? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, it's. I don't know if you'll get it off of there, Mike. It's stuck on there, good. It, uh, I couldn't get it. There's something wrong with it. I don't know exactly what, but we just couldn't get it to really fly well or right. So mm-hmm. I just didn't really tinker much with it. But Mike, take it home. No, can, uh, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take a look at it when we come out there. We'll definitely. Um, they so think the 200 SRX is a fixed pitch. Okay, actually. all right, and that'll fly good if there's little to no wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, wind affects that a lot because you are using the speed of the blades to gotcha. you know control your. You're up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about it. The fixed pitch versus collective pitch is that um, it's easier to move like point one, point two, point you know, like degrees of pitch, mm-hmm. right? To be more control and and smooth with pitch than it is to be smooth with RPM, right? You know, so 
you have like for that thing to generate lift to get up off the ground, you have to keep on spinning that, that motor faster and faster and faster until it breaks mm-hmm. that weight to, you know, drag and, and lift kind of ratio. While in a collective pitch, you, you're just constantly spinning at one head speed. Yes. And with zero pitch, yep. blade does nothing. You go a little bit and boom, yep. it starts to rise very gently. So it's definitely smoother and more accurate controls with a collective mm-hmm. pitch. That's a good point. That makes a lot of sense. How about somebody who flies a lot of quads, who's a pretty good quad pilot looking to get into helis? Is that a really tough transition or, or are the maneuvers and stuff pretty pretty close? No. I would say if you can fly a, a quad in acro mode, um, <laughs> line, line, of, sight. Sight. line yeah. of sight, that's uh, the big yeah. distinction. Yes. If you can fly yeah. a quad line of sight in uh-huh. acro mode, you can absolutely fly a helicopter, no problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Easy. <clears throat> well, it's like flying the tricopter, Mike. So, you know, how many yeah. of us have flown in backwards just to bring it back so we could get the alignment right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the only, uh, the the hard part would be learning the orientations. Yeah. The, side. Side. the nose in, like the side nice in. Side, huh? yeah. That's the difference between FPV <laughs> and, and helicopters would be you need to know those line of sight orientations. So I'm guessing with the with something like a nitro versus the electric, you've got more of a transmission setup, especially to the rear rotor, or like how are you powering your rear setup with a with a gas or nitro? Um, gas or nitro or even electric, it doesn't matter how the power is translated from whatever your source power is to your transmission train. Usually you'll have your your two gear set up. It'll be main gear that goes from your motor to your main gear. And then there'll be a, a tail driving gear or auto rotation gear to call it sometime. And that goes into either a belt or a torque tube system back to the tail. Okay. So you can move the head and tail you know, in synchronous to, you know, the way it is designed on the bigger helis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, whether you put, whether you put a, a you know, a, what do you call it? Uh, a nitro motor or a gasser or an electric motor and the ESC, the, the power delivery system doesn't, really matter so much it's more of the uh you know the transmission setup cool hmm. uh looks like you guys sold a heli bill decker says he's about to buy a blade 230 sv2 so you talked him right oh, into geez. it but what parts <laughs> like, he's asking too what parts should he buy extra when he's at the shop for me crashing uh i normally break the main gear i the main shaft and the what they call the spindle shaft or feathering mm-hmm. shaft that goes between the main grips and yeah. end blades. But on this, you probably won't really crash. Uh, or you won't break that much in a crash. Maybe the main gear and the main the main shaft. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on how quickly you hit throttle hold. Um, and yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're flying over tall grass, you definitely break less things. Mm-hmm. But I would say main blades, your tail boom, landing skids, and main gears. There's going to be your definitely common part. Yeah, we know <laughs> how you like <laughs> to, <laughs> to fix things, Mike. You just throw one in the corner and pull out the other one out of the box. <laughs> in, in the heli industry, we call that a re-kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, man. You have to have some patience on that rebuild stuff. Mike, I've done it all. I've I've hit throttle hold on the second or third bounce off the ground. And oh. It doesn't help. So, <laughs> I mean, I've done it all. Jeez, <laughs> you name it, I've done it. I I know where this is going to go. I get a phone call. Hey, uh, I just crashed my helicopter. Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah, I, maybe this isn't the hobby for me. I don't know. I'll try it though. Give it a shot. Um, 
I want to talk a little bit about micros. Uh, for us, you know, we're all about the big planes, but there was a point, you know, when Horizon was coming out with these awesome little ultra micros planes that were you just like, oh my gosh, I got this little tiny plane that I can fly in my yard and it's so much fun. And then, you know, they incorporated the AS3X and, and now you can go out in a little bit of wind and really have a lot of fun. It's just cool to see that little tiny airplane flying around. So what's your take on the micros? How good have they really... Uh, gotten and I know you guys do a lot of flying in the winter because um, I, I see your pictures and your videos out there in the freezing well, cold. Well, that's what's nice about helis is you don't need a landing right. strip. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to shovel right. a landing right. strip. But do you guys have any micros? Do you do some flying in the house when you know weather conditions aren't right or you don't have the time? And how good are these things really? Uh, uh, have have they gotten in the last couple years? Well, my house is 750 square feet, so I don't oh. usually fly inside too much. Um, but the, I don't know, Steve. The micros have gotten actually, like we were talking about with oxy helicopters. Um, I wouldn't fly an oxy in my house. I wouldn't fly it in my house, no. But uh, they've gotten actually good. They're not crap anymore. Where you know the tail mm-hmm. doesn't hold, or mm-hmm. you know, it actually will go in the direction you want want it to. Yeah, um, it'll it'll handle whatever you throw at it. Um, the micros like the seventy, you know, s um, like the little things like that. They're fine, mm-hmm. and they've gotten way better as far as durability, lightness, and and you know, um, and expense, the cost, and right? Cost, yeah, that's a big one, right? Andre like, what got is that, one like sixty bucks, like six months ago. Yeah, sixty bucks or something, right? Andre it was something like that, fifty nine dollars, ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, so so that that aspect has definitely gotten better, but I, you know, I mean, unless you're in like a an indoor flying field, like a one of those gymnasium or gymnasiums or yeah. you know, those white bubble tents. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't really recommend it. And, and folks have gone to the last couple enough, you know, will know that when you hear a big clunk of a helicopter hitting the, the rafters and then the wall coming out, <laughs> that was Steve. That was me. Um, that even though these little micros can fly, it doesn't mean they should be. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on your skills level. You have to be very, yeah. you have to be on point. You got, you know, <laughs> uh, there. So flying a micro compared to flying a bigger heli, the biggest difference is you're going to notice um, indoor or outdoor is that what people say squirrely or mm-hmm. it's, it gets out of their control really quick. It's because they're way too fast. Yes. And because they have to spin so fast for, oh, for it to yeah. break that lift gravity, to break right. gravity that they're, they're all over the place. They're so squirrely while the bigger ones are just like, Right, and just yeah. there, you know. Yeah, and then and then and then the micros are running on one S, and we know mm. the one S batteries just don't handle the outdoors, especially right. in the winter. Yeah. yeah, especially in the winter, right? Yeah. And I've even had this little one. This is one that uh, Chris Gooden sent me. That's the MSRS, mm-hmm. and I've had it go into a low voltage mode, and it just sat there on the deck with the you know in, in the in the yes yeah, or in the basement, but the blades were still spinning. So you're like trying to get to this thing, <laughs> to unplug it with the blades, and yeah, they're not killer blades, but you still don't want to be whacked by them. No, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know, I was going to say. I had one of those that size come off the ground, hit me in the mouth, and I was bleeding from it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. So they can – you got to be careful with yeah. them. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's still – you know, Definitely. it's still like running – it's still the same process, you know, kind of thing as running a quad with an open blade. But, you yeah. know, this yeah. this one was – I've flown this a little, quite a bit. And like Mike was explaining, the uh, trying to land on top of a little narrow box and you're yeah. getting – you're dragging yourself all over the place because you yeah. it's it's not collect the pitch, so you can't cut the power. And, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Still mm-hmm. fun. Not fun to yeah. get those tangled in the wife's hair. She's oh, like, no. No. <laughs> no. 
What's the laundry? They're good for she, orientation. Anything I'm flying in the house, if she gets yeah. her hands on it, it will be crushed into <laughs> fine powder. That's all I know. <laughs> the driver knows yeah, I, I, and on the orientation, yeah, this is it's just very. So I I haven't flown it a whole lot in, in acro mode, especially indoors, because that mm-hmm. can get out of hand real quick. Um, but in, in, in safer or a stabilized mode, it's a hoot to fly around it. And exactly that, I got my orientation down and I'm just going around. I'm doing the same thing I do with my inductrix, you know, doing a lap around the basement, you know, and it's, Uh it's perfectly good to fly. And, you know, it's a, but I'm curious about the, I too, I'm curious about the 230 because I've got a bunch of three S 800s, you know, and I'm like, so I'm actually. What I'm looking is right now it, is like that a, what it takes for battery. Yeah. On that? Mm-hmm. That, that's what yeah. I was going to wonder yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you so, should have just doubled the cost. It's just told me it was like four fifty. So <laughs> <laughs> it is not a two fifteen. It's a four fifty dollar plane because <laughs> you're going to need two. What I'm what I'm really curious about that that yeah. two thirty is will they show a battery? They show the E flight battery, and it's okay. a little bit narrower and long mm-hmm. uh, versus all my, my all my eight hundreds are a little yeah. bit more square. So I'm kind of curious to see if those would fit. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Mm. There's plenty of room in, under that canopy for even a bigger battery. I'm so it goes okay. It goes under the canopy. Interesting. One quick note, Andre. He's talking about the inductrix. Mm. Uh, one thing that I think is a fantastic orientation trainer would just be an inductrix, like yes. in um, yeah. uh, do it in acro mode. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. with, with the red light. If you yeah. can fly circuits around your basement or your living room. You can sight. hold a, a nose-in hover or a side-end hover yeah, with that thing. Then you're ready to move on to a helicopter. Oh, and you see, can do that in the winter. I think I can do that, honestly. Here we go. <laughs> Mike's ready for inverted. <laughs> I play the Boy, Here we it's, go. It's very good practice, it like is. you say, the court. Using the rudder to do a do sure. an actual coordinated turn. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fly a circuit around your living room, and it, it doesn't. You can crash it a million times, and you know it doesn't cost Pick you. Pick it up exactly. and go, exactly. Yeah. And actually, uh, it's it's a huge valid point because as a, as a plane pilot, I wasn't using my rudder forever, right. and then once right. I got my inductrix, oh, yeah. you, you had no choice. That's Otherwise, exactly. you're not going anywhere. Yep. So it, it, it complemented how I fly. So because yep. yeah, I was the same way, Andre. I never used. I was always aileron heavy, and then when I got to the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the that's a great point. Yeah, it forces you to do yep. rudder, and I'm like, it's another skill level the, I didn't have. A lot of these that. plane guys are like rudder. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially beginners. Just, yeah, I just never. I just programmed that so, into the exactly. radio. It does it. You're yeah. so <laughs> afraid to do anything but throttle. I mean, when you're starting, mm-hmm. you know, with that, you don't yeah. want to be doing rudder moves because it's hard enough just the throttle yeah. management for or, me learning. Oh. Anyhow. Or it's you know. the opposite. You, you, the new people, they want to bang the sticks. They get in a situation. They're just completely left, completely right, full throttle. That you know. Well, yeah, they go extremes yeah. on every all the sticks. Right. But, but yeah, for me, it was like okay, throttle. Just throttle management was enough for my mind to grasp, yeah. let alone using the left and right, right. capabilities on that stick. And then uh, it was at one time I used rudder in air mode in a flip, and I put the quad into the pool. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, splash, yeah. Uh, so no, that's a very good point. So mm. really, uh, Kevin, if I wanted to, an ultra micro uh, to tinker around in the house, I'd actually probably be better off getting the one from Blade that's uh, collective pitch than going with like the one Andre has with fixed pitch, just to tinker around. Yeah, right. Because uh, I think it's very cheap. To mm-hmm. start yeah, out. I believe right. it's that's the model we we're talking about. That's like fifty nine dollars. Mm. Well, that's wow. that's a fixed pitch, the 70s. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and you know, I mean, indoor, I think fixed pitch is perfectly fine because you don't have to win. You don't have mm-hmm. um, external forces that are going to mess you up so much. Plus, um, you know, co- going in from an airplane pilot, knowing that, like, if something goes wrong, you just chop the throttle, like mm-hmm. hit the, the left stick all the way down. Yep. I mean, you that on, on a fixed pitch, you could do that a little more with a little, you know, inducing a little bit less damage than it would if it was a... Uh, collective pitch because you're not driving anything. You're just shutting the motor off and mm-hmm. and slowing the blade down. Mm-hmm. So, so if something were to happen where it's coming at you, you shut the power off. Like you might get a little nick or a bruise. You won't get a cut or you yeah. know, like it won't, it'll be less serious. Unless a collective pitch, yeah, or you hit yourself in the face. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, with the collective pitch, you know, you might try to hit the stick down, but you're still driving a motor at full speed. So mm-hmm. that throttle hold becomes super important. And if you're indoors and you know. It's, gotcha. I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend collective pitching the pitch because of of the the you know that constant head speed can cause a lot gotcha. of damage yep. to you or your property or you know hopefully not someone right so right. I, mean, I, I, I definitely oh. would struggle with collective pitch. I'd have to get some simulator be, time uh, yeah. on that because my mind uh, is so airplane or fixed pitch with the throttle. Right, <laughs> I would really struggle with that negative pitch. Stuff. And one one thing to keep in mind. We're talking about, you know, starting out with helicopters and, uh, you know, even if you do have a collective pitch model, the first bank normally is your throttle is active on the throttle stick. It's not constant head. Yeah. Speed. You could do the normal mode where mm-hmm. you have yep. your normal yep. throttle. Right. Right. And then the second two banks are usually, you know, constant head speed at like 85% and then a constant head speed at 100%. Then when you transition onto like bigger and better stuff, your, your first bank is is also then going to be all three banks are going to be a constant head speed. You, you kind of move away from that. The throttle is actually active with the, the throttle stick or, you know, mm-hmm. what we call a throttle stick and, and, and on a fixed pitch mod, model, it's the, the throttle is active constantly. Right. So that's kind of like, once you start to, to move on, you're like, you know, for me, I, I still fly a scale helicopter that I haven't had out in a while, but the first bank is that to take off scale, start up from nothing, you know, very slowly. Then once I get it in the air and get it to sort of what I think is the second bank RPM, I click into that so I can fly it around normally. And then when I land, I, I do the same thing in reverse. Mm-hmm. But it's something to keep in mind because that'll throw you the first couple of times you try it. You're like, what's going on? You know, I don't, I don't know what yeah. they're talking about. Also, I think when you start getting a little more um, intermediate pilot skills, you end up not needing the throttle, um, the regular throttle mode. And the main thing with the regular throttle mode is that some people forget, which I, I did once in a once in a once while I was a beginner. I um, I took off and I was in normal mode, and then I flipped the helicopter upside down. <laughs> and that means you're going down on a stick, which means you're decreasing your throttle, which means the helicopter's crashing. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. So you Why don't have the constant. Down? Why is it going <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man! And you know you realize you didn't hit throttle idle up, so you didn't have that constant motor speed uh-huh. um, to keep yourself flying <laughs> inverted. <laughs> That's funny. Now, do you guys ever? Um, I know I've told Mike a few times if I'm out flying uh, quads for a while, and then we switch over and I transition back to planes. I it, I have a little trouble for a little while. So if you guys are out, you know, obviously you do probably do more heli flying than anything. And then you happen to pull out a plane or radiant earring. Do, do you have any problems transitioning back to flying a regular RC plane? I personally do. 
but you, I don't know about these guys. I did. No, not me. No, I, I don't have much trouble. No, I fly kind of just like a helicopter. just like a plane, and that's so. that's my problem. Yeah, is I try to fly like a helicopter. So what happens when you go in front of a heli? I mean, for a plane. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I cut the throttle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the plane goes like this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, my only catch. That's my only catch up I have is is that whole throttle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, like I mean, the controls are the same. Like you, I can fly a plane forward inverted, and it's just like flying a helicopter forward inverted. You know. Uh huh. So here, here's something that you, in this scenario, do do you guys have two different remotes? Do you fly one that's just your heli remote, and then another one that you set up for your airplanes? Oh, that's no. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is a good question. No, some, I do. some do both. I do. Yeah. I just yeah. wonder if it would help with that mental tick over, you know, like, okay, I'm flying my airplane. The remote's going to feel just a little different. So I don't do things like your half throttle cut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remotes is, could be a whole nother right? show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only because yeah. it's, it's the, the helicopters are so dependent on setup uh, and you're constantly and not constantly, but you want to get it to where uh, the model feels good for you. And there's a lot you can do in tweaking and what, Another advancement over the last couple of years is they've gotten away from connecting your fly barless controller to a computer to change the settings. Mikado has a model. Steve had it before he was showing it on camera where you can do all those changes right on the, the model itself or uh, from your transmitter. Oh, nice. Integration. So, so you yep. can change your pitch setup. Everything, anything wow. you can think about. It. Yeah, you actually set up the whole helicopter from start right. to finish to tuning yeah. all mm-hmm. on the transmitter. Wow! Now, is that is that technology that's come on over from the, the from I hate to say the no, I hate to say it, but the, the quad racing and everything like a, we're seeing a lot more flight control or control right from the remote. Yeah, I think initially it did because um, certain flyballers controls you had to like kind of hit like a quad like you did kind of like a down right or or both mm-hmm. in certain areas to mm-hmm. to get that programming mode, mm-hmm. um, and then it'd be kind of very like text based programming on the controller. It wasn't very good, but. That developed into like a full integrated setup where, you know, it has pictures and everything and the way it's you set it up. It basically looks like what you used to set up on the computer with the, the little basic guide. Yep. They just <clears throat> threw that onto the radio. Now you oh, run through okay. that basic guide on the radio. Right. So, um, I mean, so it developed. It's sort of I, I don't know if it would be developed from it or, you know, maybe that's where they got the idea. It was like, oh, shit, they're doing that, too. We've got to do yeah, that, too, you know. Well, I mean, it's all about bringing in more people and making it easier, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of, um, I guess, mystique about, with these things. And now you're telling us that, you know, yeah, you can do more and more and more and more. So why not? Mm-hmm. And I, I love the FPV quad racing, Andre, because I wouldn't have a couple of my helicopters because a <laughs> lot of guys... A couple of guys I know got into that and ah. sold me their helicopters cheap. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Do you yeah. do you possibly see, uh, especially with, uh, we'll just throw this out as an example, um, Spectrum's new IX-12 with its capabilities and everything with Blade in their helicopters, you're going to see more like you were just talking about programming and, and changing stuff through the radio with, with say, something like that? Oh, I think it'd be a great idea. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I mean, so. Spectrum already has a telemetry system that they can talk, you know, um, inbound and outbound from your your your, your AR-636 right. or whatever, right. you right. know, controller. So mm-hmm. they have the, the capability in the radio. So they just right. have to basically put the time and money into 
what's on the helicopter side, like what's in the helicopter, the little mm-hmm. receiver, yep. that to be able to talk out. Right. You know, so it's there. It's They're on the cusp, and I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, every company is doing it. Like even you know, Scorpion makes motors and ESCs. There's Scorpion ESCs that I program through my radio. Mm-hmm. I don't nice. hook up a programming card yeah. or yeah. go into a programming menu and hear beeps and, you know, cycles. No, I just, I go into it and tell it exactly what I want. I want yeah. the motor to spin this way. I want my BC voltage to be this. Mm-hmm. And it does it. Right. And then it also tells amazing. you telemetry on how many batteries. I, I don't fly to a timer except for my nitro. My mm-hmm. batteries, um, they're all flight through milliamp consumed. Oh, right. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. Right, which we used to have before that a special module to, to yeah, have yeah. your batteries connect through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, now now the board and everything, and you're getting you're getting better drive numbers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. it's coming directly from the ESC. Now, yeah. Andre brought up a fantastic point. What have you seen any of the quad technology trickle over to the helicopters? You know, as far as uh, I don't know, flight characteristics Orders. or yeah, motors or anything like that. I would say no. definitely battery power. Batteries, battery power. Batteries, batteries, the higher yeah. C. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like I'm using quad batteries on my Oxy Four, uh, yep. Oxy Three. Something that would kind of only be on the the micro helis, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I yeah. don't know. That's bigger ones. Not the race quads aren't picking up a twenty pound fourteen as pack or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I not think yet. In, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think overall it's it's amazing that you know the technology has gone back and forth like you know we're now using quad motors in our airplanes and you know it's 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 just yeah I, I love it I think it's I think it's amazing yeah right it's great. And, and the, well I mean the the technology is getting smaller and smaller too which is really nice because you talk about your weight to, to the power to weight ratio so you well, know making us exactly. even a couple ounces make a difference so yeah definitely yeah. to see I mean we're enjoying it for sure so yeah I think one thing the quad uh, market or just that influx and and more companies building the type of RC stuff is bringing prices down. I think it's bringing Mm -hmm. prices down to electronics, components and stuff just because, you know, there's more companies making it and it's more of a battle on who's going to be the cheapest or best, you know, one to get or best value, I guess you could say. So, yeah. Right. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. I wanted to get. Uh, your guys' opinion on this. Uh, we've talked to Motion a little bit. Um, we've talked to Hobby King a little bit behind the scenes, and it seems like, uh-huh. and I could be wrong, this is really kind of opinion, but talking with those guys, uh, scale hel- helis seem to be coming back a little bit, and not just the huge, giant ones that you know, a lot of times you see at shows or, uh-huh. or fly-ins, but the smaller stuff that look fantastic, like the three and four blade you know, or mm-hmm. or more, you know, this smaller scale helis. Do you see that coming back or, or starting to really come around the corner? It's just from what we've talked to <clears throat> developers and insiders that it, uh, it's kind of on the cusp, and, and some of these manufacturers are starting to develop these, and they're they're trickling out now. Where do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, scale's always been around, and I feel like scale is always going to be around because there's always an each set of people that want to fly a helicopter the way a helicopter a real helicopter flies right yeah, like yeah. they don't want to see these little things flipping flopping all over the place and they don't understand <laughs> what's going on yeah um so the scale helicopters definitely have a market i think it's a great market for the convert like to get someone from an airplane to a helicopter using a scale heli is a good way because it teaches them like the special characteristics of a helicopter mm-hmm. but it also puts it in a perspective that they can understand that like hey that real you know 
helicopter, that real EC Eurocopter is going to fly just the way this RC Eurocopter. Yeah. Like you take off right. and you turn it slowly and then you take, you know, and you make your, 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 you know, whatever flight line that you want to go. Um, there is beauty to that too. Yeah. It's just, it's, yes. Just, yes. it's just different. <laughs> and there's a skill to that too, to be that yes. smooth. Yes. Oh, really? You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I feel like that that's kind of a good intro market where someone going to and say, oh, I want to fly to scales. And then when they start seeing and understanding the difficulties of flipping a helicopter and flying it backwards tail and uh-huh. doing hurricanes where the, it's the helicopters, I mean, top funnels where your helicopter is standing, you know, yeah. from your nose to tail going around in circles, right. circuits. Like that stuff, obviously, real helicopters can't do. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, exactly. yeah. right. without making a pilot super sick and probably, Not on you purpose. know, ass yeah. out. But, um, that was a mind-blowing you know, scenario yeah. I did there. Sorry for the people who can't visually yeah. see. <laughs> um, Hurricane. But it helps, right? Someone get into the helicopter and then they're like, oh, well, yeah, I, I learned how to scale fly. I'm a pro at that. Mm-hmm. Let me see. What else I can now introduce to make it more difficult and give that like, you know, feel accomplishment when you overcome some difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. And I do, in, in a way, Chris, I think the more availability of these units or these scale fuselages that Motion's putting out or you're mm-hmm. trying to get the smaller helis, just, just the more that's out there, mm-hmm. the more people are, obviously are going to try. And like Steve said, could be a transition point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for me, you know, I would love to do an airwolf, but I mean, it's, it's almost like planes in a way where, you know, they're the more crazy models. Hey man, I'll, I'll try that or I'll, yeah. I'll, you'll build one of those type right, of thing. Right. You know, if it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> could, could it be go the other way? I'm playing devil's advocate here. Guy walks in the shop. He does a little, uh, you know, airplane stuff, looks over on the shelf and says, Oh my gosh, look, airwolf. I gotta have it. You know? And he pulls yeah, it off sure. the shelf. Yeah throws a battery in it boom it you know hits the dirt and like well the hell with these hellies, like you know guys going to the jets too yeah I mean, yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. similar scenario. i think the airwolf model is is similar to your p51 in the airplanes you know it's like yes. everybody okay. wants it and has to have it and yeah and it's always out there because yeah. i'm more if i go in and see this you are enticed by that yeah you sure. see just a yeah. you know a regular a 3D aerobatic collective pitch hell you're like yeah that, that looks kind of cool but you walk in and see Airwolf you know, <laughs> know. you're like oh I gotta have it you know <laughs> yeah um, it definitely can uh, it's I, having having dabbled in a little bit in scale helis it, the main thing that like breaks my heart every time I see like one that goes in is that the cost and the time that people put into the, the the scale yeah. fuselage details yeah, yeah. Like details yeah you right. know they put all that time in and then it's like something fails and just and you're like oh no oh, yeah. you know that's <laughs> you know that's very discouraging but i mean and that could be said for anything right like you get your brand new you know edf because everyone yes. wants to start for edf right um and you know that goes in like some people might be like oh maybe this isn't for me some people mm-hmm. might think you know what I'm going to try this again. I'm going to keep at it and, mm-hmm. and see, you know, it depends. I guess different personalities will kind of come out when it, when it comes to, you know, this hobby <laughs> and, another, and how much money and crashing I mean, we do. <laughs> like you said, having a buddy or something that it is experienced, yes. or, that's right. That is so key. I yeah. mean, it really is to avoid those kind of scenarios. Right. Yeah. In, in all aspects of our hobby, like it doesn't yeah. have to be 
helicopters, but, planes, you know. Like you yeah. said, even buddy boxing and stuff, that goes a long way. They see what's really mm-hmm. going to be involved, you know, when mm-hmm. they get in trouble and stuff. So. Yeah. Right. And I, for me personally, and again, I love that. I love the helicopter stuff. And I don't know if I really have the time at this point in my life or, or maybe even the patience either at, at this point to. As far as watching the 3D stuff, oh man, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, and I, hurt, I, I would just be happy stuff, maybe so. to do some inverted flying, maybe some TikToks or something. I would just be ecstatic. Oh but, yeah, to learn that skill. You though. know, for a 200 size or maybe pushing it for me, but 400 size, nice little scale heli to cruise around the yard. I would be happy with that too, because just the looks of it and I seeing, know. and you're still seeing it and hearing that helicopter yeah. noise, you know, of, of yeah. airwolf cruising through your yeah. trees in your front yard or whatever. For me, I, there's I, an that, appreciation. Yeah. For that for sure. yes. We may or may not have been privy to some behind the scenes stuff of some of the scale heli stuff that's coming out. Andre, you can attest to that. It is amazing uh, what they're working on and uh, I can't wait to see. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm on the fence like uh, Mike you're obviously all ready to go inverted here and you know <laughs> that's a total joke actually. yeah oh we are gonna totally I'm gonna flip that helicopter and be like Mike you got control now <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. what are you doing I can oh dude you literally just pan yeah. out and black out like, on the scene like he says all the time he will fold up like a cheap <laughs> lawn chair <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind I guarantee oh, you will have I a can't heart handle attack. with that no. no way you know I had a buddy do that to me one time he was oh god he was <laughs> and, and actually my heart's racing just even thinking of that scenario <laughs> we were setting up the radios for a buddy box he was gonna throw uh, his friend on it so we just wanted to make sure everything was good and we take off and it was a p51 and we're flying around and he goes all right you got it well he kept control of sure. it and he put it into a dive into the ground he's <laughs> oh. going you got it you got it and i'm like no i don't have it you, yeah you do you got it and i'm panicking freaking this plane's oh, going into the ground so the last minute he pulls it out he's like, i got Yes. Oh my god. Oh, that was oh, never that. that was low and dirty. But it was funny <laughs> afterwards. Um, here's a good question. On the scale subject, do you guys see a lot of tandems, things like Chinooks and Labradors, you know, dual mm-hmm. blo- rotors? Do you see a lot of those out there? Um, there are. There are some. I've gone to some flies and they'll see like I mean really huge ones swinging bigger than yeah. 800 size blade oh, and a three bladed on both front wow. and back, which is insane to the point um, where i'm not sure where he got those blades from but yeah yeah a massive <laughs> wow. um, but i've seen like other like you know the um like blackhawks and coast guard versions of of them and they'll fly in tandem and, and together and they'll like both stop and then they'll drop the doors will open up the little doors open up and the little um, winch will come down and stuff, the basket, you oh, know, and then they'll pick something up and come back up and then they'll fly away. So I've seen things like that um, before and those are, those are cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things about scale helis, especially small ones, it kind of brings a kid in us, like from yes. watching Airwolf and yes. all these other shows. So like as we fly, even if we're just, you know, slowly going around, it's like, you know, our imagination starts to fly and starts to, you know, you know, bring us back to childhood. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that 100%. Pick up a little Lego guy and fly him around the house. Yeah. I don't know who's done that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too much fun. Uh, let's see. I had a couple more questions. I'm trying to think. I, 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 for some reason, just thought of the gyrocopter coming at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
That was your own was fault che- there. What? No, that wasn't I was, me. I wasn't flying. <laughs> I know. <but laughs> I was you, were the, you were the one running the, running your mouth, so that thing was coming after you. Oh, my gosh. I ain't got on that chair. I'm sitting there. What was I eating? Popcorn? Yeah, or something. something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a gyrocopter just turns and like bangs right to me. Like, <laughs> running for dear life. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, I still think that was deliberate. Oh, I know one I was going to talk to you about, Steve. Um, I don't know. I don't know the full details and everything, but you are kind of now a, a sponsored pilot. I, my understanding, or is that you? Just, you got a company helping you out? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a team pilot for for SAB USA. Um, okay, it's a USA version of the SAB Heli Division uh, mm-hmm. company. Um, and I have other sponsors too. Like I'm sponsored by BK Servos. I'm oh, sponsored wow. by Switch Rotor Blades. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sponsored by Pulse Batteries and oh, wow. and Cattle Mount kind of. So there's there's a list of sponsorships mm-hmm. that I've acquired over my time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know they they help us out and we help try to promote the hobby too. Sure. Trying to you know represent the brand in the in the most positive manner as possible. Showing people that you know we we do these crazy things with helicopters, but we have a lot of fun doing it. There's a lot of helping um, of each other, and you know, one of the main things I became a sponsor pilot for, wanted to be a sponsor pilot for, is not for the notoriety or yeah. or the discount that we might get as a as a team pilot, but it's more on the sense of like someone outside of the not the hobby, or maybe you know, even outside the hobby, might feel more comfortable coming to a team pilot because they feel like I work for the company, so it feels like. It's kind of my job to help mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. Um, which it's not, but it, it is, you know, like in right. turn, like that's what you want to do in a hobby anyways. Right. So mm-hmm. I wanted I, I joined these teams because I wanted people to find myself to be more approachable, to mm-hmm. be able to come up and say, hey, I have uh, a Goblin 420 and I'm having some issues. Can you help me take yes. a look at it? Yep. You know, and and being that I know that helicopter brand very well, um, you know, there's little tips and tricks you pick up over time. That's so true. you, you kind of do know. A little bit more than an average person, you'd be able to help them with that brand or or anything. You know, I've helped people with different helicopter manufacturers, um, different ESC setups, and just overall, all that stuff. Kind of that general pool of knowledge that you get over time, you know, benefits everyone. And I want people to know they can come up to me and, and ask me questions or ask for help. So I figured the best way is to join these teams, and and then you know they know they're like, oh, well, you represent Pulse Batteries. I have this Pulse Battery I need help with. You know, right. Now, for someone in your situation, uh, maybe you can talk a little bit. You know, you're you're not like this huge, big team sponsored pilot or somebody who's been doing mm-hmm. it for years. Like I'm going to throw a name out there, Curtis Young or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But how does somebody go about to get in uh, the position you have? You haven't been flying helicopters for a, a real long time. Did you approach yep. them? Did they approach you? Did you just, you know, put some feelers out there and say, hey, look, guys, this is what we're doing. We have a podcast and this. What we know, Andre and I have talked about this a lot. We know how small this RC community and hobby really is mm-hmm. and how tough it is to get people to, to reach out and help you and everything. So I'm just curious to know and maybe other people out there that are looking to help get more people into the heli uh, hobby and everything. You know what you did to um, get yourself out there and, and get some help. Um, so initially, I, I asked a couple of companies, and I didn't use the podcast ever. I didn't want to make the podcast a leveraging stone to to say, "Hey, sponsor me," because I'm doing this podcast and I have this many listeners. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't about that. It was more like 
I just reached out to a couple of companies and, and really linked helicopter and oxy helicopter. They were, um, the first company I reached out to and they were the first ones to sponsor me and they were amazing, like an amazing company there. It's amazingly managed. They're such family orientated, um, group of people that it's, you know, you feel at home as soon as you join a team. Right. So, um, and they they do listen to the feedback from pilots. And yeah. on, on um, as far as upgrades go and stuff like that, which I, yeah. I really like, and that's yeah. that's another thing, right? Like you know, you, because you you start concentrating on a brand and and you start knowing the in and outs, and when they come out a new helicopter, you try it, and oh, this might need a little improvement, or maybe this is an initiative they need to look at, and you can give that feedback, and mm-hmm. and they can trust that you're you're giving it with the best intent because you know you are part of that company essentially. So, um. Did you, did you way, meet I mean, these people in person? Did you call them, or like, I'm just curious. Yeah, so some of them, I, I mean, Links is based out of, um, where is it? Like, Vietnam. is it Vietnam? Yeah, they're based out of Vietnam. So, you know, I didn't really meet anyone. I did meet the owner of the company much later on, mm-hmm. and my team manager much later on, because uh, the team manager was in the upper northwest area, and you know, I'm in no- northeast here, but. What ended up happening is I just kind of emailed them and asked them, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this, if that's something we can maybe manage, uh, sure. you know, if I can join the team. Um, a lot of times, too, these companies, uh, you know, at a certain point will look for new uh, new blood, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> new, new yeah. you know, new folks, right? And right. it's not about pilot skill. It's about your contribution to the community more yes. than your, your pilot skill, right? I agree. I agree so when I you. first joined SAB USA and I, I made it like I was – Tony team manager and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not a good pilot. Like, not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, to be a pilot of a major airframe, you had to be like the Kyle Stacey's, the Kyle Dolls, like the top ten, you know, top one percenters. Exactly. You know, so like to me, I just felt like, oh no, my I'm not up to that level, but you know, I want to help. And and that's and they said all the companies were like that. It's mm-hmm. not about your piloting skills, it's about how you help the community grow. Right. Yeah. So so that's, you know, if you're very active on Facebook and forums, these companies will seek out to find you. Mm-hmm. And then they also post once in a while, like, hey, we're looking for more, you know, field reps, team yep. pilots to join our, our family. And that's when you can, you know, <laughs> yeah, I had to create an RC resume. It was very interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> a resume funny. for RC stuff, you yeah. know, like to your videos, your flying styles, where any Facebook pages, Instagram, stuff like that, your your social stuff. Right. Um, and they, they basically judge how you present yourself if you're a good representation of their company. And if you are, then most likely you'll get a position, you know, that to join so or right. an offer to join. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Chris, along those lines, Andy is also sponsored, uh, but not by a company, sponsored by uh, um, Free Fall RC. Actual, no, just well, he actually sponsors the Free Forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but he's actually yeah. sponsored. Go ahead, Andy. Oh, I was going to say, Only Fine Haley's is a uh, hobby shop in Virginia. Mm-hmm. He has a pretty good size online store, mm-hmm. and he supports a lot of the fun flies here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, go along with what Steve was saying, these people are looking for someone that will represent them in a good light. Yeah. You know, if you're on Facebook and you're a jerk or something, they're not mm-hmm. they're not looking for you. They want somebody, even if you can't fly that great, if you have any kind of skills as far as setting up or helping people out or answering questions, 
that's what they're looking for. You don't have to be the best pilot. You just have to represent them in a good light and mm-hmm. be helpful. Right. Interesting. And, and we can't forget Kevin's also sponsors too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By Kettle One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but he's also a Lynx Heli um, and an Oxy Heli pilot. So oh, team pilot. Nice. nice. And Flight Test. And oh, flight yeah, test. Flight. I just sent him a box of foam. That's yeah. that, I consider that sponsorship. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, well, if there are any heli companies out there would like some good entertainment, <laughs> please sell us or t- uh, send us a heli, and we'll put Mike on the sticks. Oh, no. We'll document. Don't do it. I yes. guarantee. <laughs> guarantee it will be Don't good entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And I guarantee seconds. you'll get some money back for parts. <laughs> you make some money. Oh man, no, um, I'm the last person to be doing that. Well, we're creeping uh, up we here. Gotta, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. We got to come out there and get Mike. Get all you guys on. Oh, we're going to oh. get all you folks. Oh, for oh, sure. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Put me on the buddy box. I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> I like definitely. It. Let, let, let us know when uh, Andre comes down, too, because okay. we definitely want to. Yeah. We, we'll come out. And, and I know um, Andy said if he can, he'll he'll come up north, too. And mm-hmm. we'll all have a nice, like, gathering, maybe do a live podcast show. Oh, that would be sweet. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and we're going to get all you guys on my 700. I don't care. You're gonna fly it's not, my, not my money. Uh, put me on no. it, buddy. My wife, in fact, I drive a Corvette, and she's like, "Do not drive or handle things you cannot afford." That's like she was so mad. She's like, "What were you thinking?" I'm like, "I don't know." I, I will sign a waiver. I don't care about crashing. If you crash it, I won't. No oh bad feelings. Gosh. You well, make uh, any payments, you know. And if if we all three come, there's we got three seven hundreds going, Ooh. so we can do a. Can we play some buddy box spot? Yeah. Let's see if we can make Mike, those guys sweat. Mike. If, I'm, if I'm standing in the middle of the field and they're flying those three things, I'm going to be the target. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not playing no, that role. <laughs> Who can get closest to money? <laughs> Inverted. We're going to play, we're gonna play your game. Tapping helicopter rotors is another, boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, we, we fly far, you know, fly out there, fly safe, fly oh, two, three, six high, you know. Oh, and I, I was totally teasing. Systems have I mean, rescue, so. Yeah. I was totally And as long teasing. as nobody's dressed up in a Bigfoot outfit, <laughs> we won't try and that's what, that, that's what I'm kind of getting to. Like, I, I went there, showed up, and next thing I'm in a gorilla suit. I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Mike, hold up this banana. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some Dyson and slice. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, folks, we're creeping up uh, close to two hours here. If you have any other questions, please uh, get them out there now on Facebook Live, and we'll try to get them answered. Uh, in the meantime, real quick, too, um, Andy, I wanted to thank you for all the stickers you sent us. I know Andre hasn't yeah. seen them yet, but oh, uh, right. he sent all kinds of stickers for us. We got you know our names, our pilots, RC After Hours, and Mike, real quick. I wanted to do this on the air. I didn't. He see made any some of them. special stickers for you. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! So I just wanted you to open Sorry, them Mike. up and uh, check them out. Cool. Oh, the <laughs> coloring is horrible. <laughs> what do you got over there, oh, Mike? My, nothing. What do we see? Are those going nothing. on your plane? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want you to be left out, Mike. You the need color scheme stickers. was god awful. Oh, it's fantastic, Mike. <laughs> oh my lord! I think I hot pink, hot pink, red and hot pink font. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm watching the video. I can't even thank right you now, for so that. I'm sorry. I can't even thank you. It was a nice delay. <laughs> I hear it, but I know it's delayed. Uh, uh, but anyway, we have some regular stuff. Come on, Mike. Just embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. Just, oh, yeah. Look at those. Those are beautiful. Uh, yeah. These I can appreciate. I'm more of a black and white kind of guy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Andre, I do have some stickers thank for you, you too. Thank you, by I'll the way. I'll have to get them to you. But uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll take them up yeah. to bail. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, we got some, let's see, some other questions coming in. Rob, I know we've been talking about the Timber X and, and what our thoughts are, but probably next podcast, we got a whole list of products coming out that we're uh, going to talk about. And I've kind of been waiting on Matt. Andrew, and we're, again, we've been going back and forth trying to get a day that we're both available. Uh, we're still working on that. We're still talking to him, but I'd really like to have him on so that we can talk you know, more in-depth with the Timber X and, and you guys can get some questions out to him. So that's kind of what we're holding off on. Uh, hopefully, we'll know something here in the next week or so. Uh, but if that's it, we're going to wrap this show up and get out of here and go play in the snow. No, not really. Um, hey, Coyote, I'm, I'm going to go Coyote. Before we wrap up, <laughs> yeah, can go I ahead. compliment Andre on his uh, four-engine, four-motor scratch build? He did. Yeah. Uh, that was an awesome job, dude. Yeah, I, I love the video. I, I love the maiden. I love you pulled out of that and was able to save it. And great <laughs> <Yes>. save. <laughs> And uh, it was a good build. It was really cool. Nice. I've got. Uh, I'm working on. I'm gonna be working on a couple of different versions. Um, I got a few other ideas, but based on the amount of snow and everything, I'm thinking maybe a Mars water bomber. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, mm. I need something with a massive hull and right. and um, and some wing floats kind of thing because it, we were getting hammered with snow this year. So yeah, we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. I got some 2204s, some ESCs. I just uh, you know last night's build was the uh, the Radiant Light kit. So you know we'll right. get in there and yeah. But thank you. I even got some lighter foam board finally. So I'm oh, uh, nice. I'll, nice. I got some and uh, some atoms. Uh, yeah. The Omer stuff is heavy. And that's yeah. that. That explains the the uh, vertical takeoff and lift <laughs> roll. <laughs> that loop was awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. That was insane. Like I'd seen that. Yeah. Like I don't know how you pulled that out of your butt. Firewalled it. Yes, firewalled it. Last minute. Um, yeah. Damn, nope. man. <laughs> Real quick, we got to thank our sponsors. Uh, first of all, get FPV for um, did uh, helping us out. Did I see they have out. a new code for 8% we, off We do, price. and I'm going to talk awesome. about it right now. I know. I ruined your thunder. That's ah, fine. It was um, exciting to see that. Though. Thanks for get FPV for helping us out because Andre is very expensive nowadays. So if without them, we he wouldn't be <laughs> on this show. I'm just kidding. Um, we do have a new discount code. Uh, it's still RC after hours, but what we talked about doing, and this was a little bit of my idea, so hopefully this might work out better. Instead of 10%, it is now 8%, but there is no minimum amount you have to buy. Awesome. If you buy I, I a $3 that. antenna, you still get 8% off. Or one battery. Off, or or one battery, yes. Or so uh, let me know nice. how that works out. Hopefully it's better for you guys. If not, we could probably change something Has else. Has anyone ever just bought one battery? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't. That's a good question. I don't. It's kind of silly to buy one battery, yeah. <laughs> unless it's maybe the what you were saying, the twelve cell or fourteen yeah. cell. Yeah, it was a three hundred dollar battery. Yeah. Yeah. This is my uh, budget for twenty nineteen. There you go. Right. One battery. One battery. One twelve cell battery. But on that note, if you need batteries, go to getfpv.com. Buy some Lumineer batteries. Exactly. 
buy $300 and put our discount in there, RC After Hours, and you get 8% off your entire order. So if the Freefall RC guys need some batteries, go to Get FPV. Use our discount code, RC After Hours, and you get 8% off. So go check them out. Right. Free shipping on most all orders over 60 bucks. And for our international listeners, they'll ship you right DHL right to your doorstep. So fantastic company. They've really helped us out for a long time. Uh, we love the guys down there. And anything FPV or drone related, they have everything. So go check them out. Get FPV.com. RC After Hours is a new discount code. Uh, 8% off your entire order. And if you guys like the show, please go check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RC After Hours. Spread the word. If you're just listening to the show, you want to help us out, you like the show, and you want to keep going, go on patreon.com slash rcafterhours. Anything will help. If you find a dollar in your couch cushions a week, we'll take it. No problem. <laughs> uh, so please help us Basically out. Basically to keep the show going. Yeah, it helps keep the show going talk about. and everything. So, and last but not least, thanks to the Freefall RC guys. Uh, we Absolutely. loved having you on. Uh, Good time. Awesome. Thank you. I Thank actually, you. I actually learned a lot today. Yes, believe too. it or not, I think Mike has too. Uh, so we enjoyed having you guys on. It's great to have you on here. And I and I know we've been working on this for a long time, but it's finally happened. <laughs> and maybe for next yeah. time, it, we won't wait so long. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. A good time. Love talking to you guys. So thanks for coming on, hanging Thank out. Thank you guys. And hope everybody enjoyed the show. And we'll be back awesome. soon. I don't know. Maybe next week. Maybe the yeah, week with after. This weather. Maybe we'll do more bench talk. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but thanks for joining us on Facebook Live. Hope you enjoyed the show, hanging out with us. And we'll be back soon. So we'll see you see later, you guys. Bye. 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 Okay. The robot. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> is, is it time to now ta- start talking about crawlers? Oh. <laughs>